Well, hello there, ghouls and goblins. Uh, this is Al Mattingly of Fandom Correspondence, and welcome to another episode of Fandom Talk. More specifically, we're doing a bonus episode of our Star Wars saga, um, the Star Wars EU or EU review, uh, primarily hosted by myself and um, my um, constant companion and co-host, um, Jacob Hardesty, who is with us here today. Jacob, how are you on this fine, swelteringly hot summer day? Well, you know, it, it is a very, very hot day, but I am doing very well because here's because the thing is, Al, there are hotter places than what it currently is, such as Mustafar. So, you know, at least I'm not there. Mm, that's true. At least you're not there. Um, and for anyone confused by that comment, I'll get to that in a bit. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but also um joining us today yeah everybody you get kind of a Chekhov's gun here in podcast form (laughs) (laughs) by the third act we'll see if i use it um but also joining us today um is the illustrious fandom correspondent and special guest on our star wars show uh we have jenny admin raven how are you today i'm great happy to be here how are you i'm doing just fantastic because not only do i get to talk about some star wars stuff today i get to talk about star wars stuff with two of my favorite people um about one of my favorite kind of controversial things in fandom (laughs) um i'll get to that in a bit but um yeah y'all this is our star wars show we talk about star wars um films we talk about old canon new canon books comics games whatever um, whatever you have, uh, we will cover it. I'm just kind of talking about one of the fandoms we love. Um, and if you all are in to this show, um, special announcement. This is, as I said, just a bonus episode for this month because our primary installment of the EU or EU review um, is going to be the kicking off episode of our special event, the Hotter Than Mustafar Summer. Ah, there's oh, there's the payoff. Oh, yeah. it came back around. <laughs> yeah, we got it in there. Um, this is a Hotter Than Mustafar Summer event where um, Jacob and I are going to cover um, not one, not two, but three comic book stories um, featuring everyone's favorite angry boy, um, Darth Vader. Um, so that first episode is coming up uh, later on this month. I'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of this episode. But today, I wanted to do a little special um, side episode here. Uh, because if you all keep up with our show, you know that one of our last episodes we did was kind of a recap uh, that Jacob and I did about the Star Wars Celebration Conference. Um, they announced all kinds of upcoming Star Wars projects. Um, they announced the TV shows, video games, um, teased some announcements for possible upcoming film projects. All kinds of good stuff out there uh, that's going to be coming up from Star Wars. We are going to feast, um, as the kids say, uh, <laughs> Star Wars um, content um, in the next few years. But one of the things that that penetrative eyes might have seen um, or not seen uh, was the severe lack of any content um, for upcoming projects from the sequel trilogy era of Star Wars. 
Um, there was no real announcement for any shows, either live action or animated, no real announcements for any, um, any comics or, or anything like that. No real solid concrete projects coming up for the sequel trilogy era of the Star Wars timeline. Now, if y'all have been keeping up with the show, you know that we talk about everything in Star Wars timeline from old canon to new canon to all the different eras of this um, fandom. And um, you might also know that we haven't talked about it a whole lot, that um, we here at Fandom Correspondents, for the most part, um, think pretty favorably of um, the sequel trilogy um, films. Um, I won't speak in any specifics for anybody. Um, for myself, um, I'm personally a huge fan of The Last Jedi. Um, I found The Force Awakens very enjoyable. Um, I had a whole bunch of problems with Rise of Skywalker. But um, even that kind of a less favorable experience with that film um, hasn't soured me on a whole on that era. I still find a lot of the characters really interesting. But um, I, I noticed there was a lack of of sequel trilogy content at Star Wars Celebrations. And I did some more investigation on what kind of content we've already have gotten um, in the past uh, when it comes to the Disney acquisition. And I noticed a trend. So I wanted to talk about this, and I wanted to talk about it not only with Jacob as my constant companion on this Star Wars show, but also with Ginny, um, who possibly um, has more love in her heart for the sequel era um, and its associated characters than probably anybody else I know. So um, I'm going to start with um, our special guest here with Jenny and just ask her just kind of open-endedly, Jenny, what is going on? Where is all of the sequel stuff? Uh, why do you think there's such a, a famine, if you will, of that era of Star Wars content? So um, I actually think you could attribute this to um, the fans. I think that the fans kind of chased away that cast, and I don't think the cast was anything to do with it anymore. Mm, I gotcha. Um, for anybody who has who did not keep up with ongoings of new Star Wars films a few years ago, um, Jenny, can you help the class out a little bit? Um, <laughs> What kind of examples are there? So what kind of characters and, and actors and cast members would you say um, had some of the more, um, let's say, unpleasant experiences uh, with fan reactions? Well, I've heard, like, stories from almost all of the cast members had horrible uh, reactions online, mostly, um, from uh, fans and stuff, but uh, namely... Um, the actress that plays Rose, which I think that affected like a lot of the women in the franchise. Like, you know, in a way it's like, it, I don't know. It just put a bad taste in your mouth. Right. Um, obviously John Bodega, the John Bodega, is that his name? Boyega. Okay. Yeah. Um, he obviously had a really rough time with it. Even Daisy Ridley did. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, it just, they all got really badly bullied on, uh, on Twitter and, um, and other places I'm assuming. Um, even Oscar Isaac is pretty much done with mm -hmm. the character from what I understand. 
Um, and it's really sad because those were some of my favorite characters in Star Wars ever. Uh, but I think that is what you can attribute that to from my perspective. I could be completely off, but. No, sure. I mean, I th- think you're right on there. I think a big uh, problem with it is uh, definitely a problem of like fan reactions just in general to uh, this equal trilogy. Um, I'll be honest, I hadn't really thought of it um, as you have in terms of trying to get the actors back for future projects. That's a really good point that I hadn't even <laughs> even thought of, which again, I'm glad I have you on here to like to talk about those kinds of things uh, because that's an excellent point. Yeah, there was there was a point following uh, the last Jedi where um and like anybody who knows anything about star wars over the last 10 years or so will know that that was the controversial thing in star wars right um there's a point after the last jedi um to further clarify what jenny's talking about uh, with rose's actress um helly mary tran where fans basically hated her character so much which like you know is totally fair to not enjoy some characters um lord knows there are star wars characters that i don't like either uh that i that i don't always find it enjoyable to have to see um um emperor palpatine is one of them but (laughs) but um you know fair enough there we're allowed to have our likes and dislikes but um, the fan reaction to her character was to so viciously harass the actress, um, the real life actress, um, on social media uh, directly, that she ended up having to like close her Instagram and and Twitter and other social accounts uh, because they were like um, horrible like. Um, misogynistic and racist things that were said. There were threats of violence and um, and things like that. Um, and she got doxxed a time or two by fans. Mm-hmm. Like um, it was horrific. Um, that was the point for me. That really was, I think, was really the first time I ever um, felt ashamed to say I was a fan of something. Um, and again, entirely due to just the actions and behaviors um, of other fans that I um, unfortunately felt an association with just because we liked the same thing um, or or supposedly liked the same thing. I still say there's a lot of Star Wars fans who don't actually enjoy anything with Star Wars. But yeah. um, <laughs> but that's <laughs> but that's a topic for another time. But um, um, I totally agree, though, where. It's it's really a shame, too, as you were saying, any because I think there was a lot of potential with those characters. There mm-hmm. was a lot of potential to see them kind of continue on with um, various adventures. Um, especially uh, Ray. Espe- especially Ray, exactly. I mean, uh, Rise, of Sky- uh, Rise of Skywalker ends, and Ray's just kind of out in the desert, and you don't really know where she's going. You don't really know where exactly she came from 
She's got a fancy new lightsaber. Um, and that's about it. And that's all we get. And apparently that's all we're ever going to get. Uh, <laughs> which this is, is so unfair to like all the like little girls that were like looking up to like their first like you know on screen uh female jedi you know like yeah. she was representing that you know you see little girls at disney dressed up like Bray, and it just makes me so sad anyway sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no no that's that's exactly why i have you on here um is that like you are exactly right. Like the the damage it did to the character and to the future potential future of the character, um, and the impact that that damage has on on younger fans, on potential fans in the future. You know, I only I only imagine that little girls are going to watch these films on Disney Plus. And, like, at the end of Rise of Skywalker, they're going to turn to their parents and just kind of be like, okay, so what happens to Rey next? Exactly. And people are just going to have to kind of shrug and just be like, I don't know, sweetie. The fans hated her. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> at least we have Ahsoka, I guess. But <laughs> well, and that's the thing. That's what I was about to say. I love that, you know, Ahsoka's going to be, you know, a female leading, you know, Star Wars character, but you know some people don't call her a jedi i don't mm. even think she calls herself a jedi if i remember correctly and then we mm. also already know her ending too so it's like mm. well what do you do with that you know like i don't know yeah yeah and you know i've i have heard that like excuse or defense offered before of people saying well you know there's there's always ahsoka instead which um, is great and I'm, you know. and yeah, and that's true. Ahsoka is one of my favorite characters overall in Star Wars. Um, the the pretentious idea from predominantly the male Star Wars fans um, that girls can only have one. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a that's just a whole other thing. Like, oh well, you know, for this era, you have. Princess Leia, and then I mean, I mean, if we're being honest, you're asking Ahsoka to c- cover like two different eras to be, yes. the, <laughs> to be the one female Jedi we get. <laughs> um, so, um, so asking her to do a lot of work there, but um, I know it's a shame. I think you're, I think you're right there, uh, because I do agree. I think a lot of it has to do with fan backlash i thought originally of it from possibly like a disney business kind of perspective of their being aware that like well fans didn't seem to really like the sequel trilogy so so we may waste um our resources if we try to fund a new show or a new film in that era i i think that's cowardly of disney if that is their mindset (laughs) because you know the the sequel did well it did extremely well Mm. and you're letting a loud minority speak for the silent majority because i do think that it they would make all the money if they still did you know you you did more uh, you know stuff on even kyle ren or you know i I don't know there's so much opportunity and they're just being cowards because of you know these like boomers that are just like mm. basically you know I, I 
That's as articulate as I can get with it because it no, makes that, sense. that was perfect. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jen. How are they like? <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> exactly that, basically, that's how I view older Star Wars generation that is misogynistic. They're basically Jabba the Hutt. So. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> End the podcast there. That's all we need to cover. But that's it. All right. Later, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, this has been Fandom Talk. <laughs> but uh, no, no, I think I think you're right on. I think it's very it's it, it does show that as much as we love a lot of the products that businesses make, right? Like we would be hypocritical to the max if we were to try to say that like oh i hate what disney is over the last 15 years because like we obviously love what they have done with um the star wars stuff we love what they've done with the mcu stuff and and there's obviously there's obviously some understanding there on disney's side of what fans enjoy and what fans want they obviously have some kind of finger on the pulse of the fandom but i think that's where sometimes the economic side of things um kind of starts to push that out because i agree i think they are driven by a sort of fear and cowardice to lose any kind of investment that they're so blinded to the, in my opinion, obvious reality that if they were going to do a sequel series about what happens to Ray after rise of Skywalker, or if they were going to do a prequel series to what's um, going on with Ben um, uh, before the force awakens, um, everybody would watch it. They would. Uh, I don't think there's a world. There will be a couple of like hard asses who are just like, no, I refuse and I'll boycott them or whatever. Vast majority of people, vast majority of people would watch that in a heartbeat. Um, Even if they don't enjoy the sequel trilogy. I'm sorry. I was just saying, I think those two actors bring a certain, you know, something to the screen that people want to see, even if they don't admit it, you know? Entirely, entirely. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I think there is kind of a tension there, but I think I just don't, I just don't get why they don't see that. Like, why they don't see, like, like hate watches are going to count. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> in, the, exactly. in the Disney Plus algorithm, like, it does not take into account your emotional state whenever you watch the show. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the numbers are going to exactly. be up, <laughs> regardless of how you feel when you watch it. Um, so, um, um, no, I think on the fan-based origin there, I'm entirely, I agree, is, is definitely a big reason there. Um, I'm going to switch over to Jacob. Um, I'm sorry? Well, I was just going to say one more thing. I'm sorry. If anything, in my opinion, you know, coming from somebody that doesn't work in that industry, if I were Disney, I would take the Rise of Skywalker and use that as like a learning, like, hey, maybe don't, you know, cater to fans all the time. Mm. You know, as much as I like Rise of Skywalker, I can see its flaws, like bringing Palpatine into it was just like, okay, why? Like there was no even sign of that in the first two movies. Like we've talked about that. 
So like, you know, if I were Disney, I'd be like, hey, let's just never listen to the fans again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's that's all. I would take that as a cautionary tale, but that's just me. Anyway. <laughs> no, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Um, I mean, the most, arguably the most successful thing that Disney Plus has had is a show about a Mandalorian and a baby version of Yoda who yep. I don't think any fan was asking for specifically. Exactly. So, <laughs> so, so maybe maybe you shouldn't always listen to what the fans want. I agree. Yes. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, I'm going to switch over to Jacob real quick because, Jacob, I wanted to run some numbers with you. Okay. Yep. Um, wanted to run some figures. Um, and and kind of hear what you have to say about it. So up to this point, um, as of the day um, recording this podcast, just in case there's some secret project that gets announced tomorrow that I didn't account for, um, at the time of this recording, um, I want to go over the releases of the who um, can then um s- supplements if you will the books okay. um and since the disney acquisition here's how the numbers of the books c- come out to as far as the corresponding era uh that they occur in right okay sure so so we have high republic um so all of this is going to include like the adult novels and like the YA stuff. So I'm not going to include like um, the small little adventure books with like the kids in mind, um, even though those are great. Um, are just gonna, yes. <laughs> I'm just going to involve the adult and um, the YA stuff. Are so we for High Republic as well? I'm sorry? Are we including comics as well? Just curious. Oh, we'll get there. Okay, gotcha. All right, excuse, well, trust me, excuse me. We'll get there. You know, <laughs> move, move it too far ahead. I apologize. <laughs> um, so we have um, the High Republic era. Okay. which has published across those categories um, has published a total of of 12 books up to this mm-hmm. point we had the clone wars era which has published um a total of of nine books nine really um yes i don't know that many <laughs> <laughs> indeed okay. um um in the um Imperial era, so just before A New Hope, up to Return of the Jedi, and just before Return of the Jedi, we have um, 17. Yeah. That's where a majority of them have been at. Mm -hmm. Um, To the kind of vague, kind of in-between era of the timeline, between Return of the Jedi up to just before um, The Force Awakens, we have six yeah, and then um, as far as the Resistance era, from from just before uh, the beginning of Force Awakens to the Rise of Skywalker, we have seven books. Um, that does not include the novelizations of the films. Okay. Um, so that's where we stand. So we have High Republic with twelve, Clone Wars with nine, um, original trilogy era seventeen. A post-original trilogy six and Resistance seven. Um, so, Jake, I'm, 
I'm just going to ask you just real quick, just off the top of the head, <laughs> off the nose, off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Um, do those numbers sound right? Is there anything that kind of surprises you about those? Or does all that kind of sound about what you would track with? So <clears throat> I think Jenny brought something very, very important up. Um, Cause it was something that I was kind of thinking of this week. Um, and, and, and to quickly answer your question though, no, they do not add up well. Um, but um, I thought you were about to just skip that, and I was like, no, "Wow!" No, no, right? no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I have a spot where I'm going with this. Okay, from, from, from a books, from a book st- No, I swear I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. Okay. So, book but just to, clarify, to answer Al's question off the top of your head, they don't add up. No, they don't add up. Okay. okay. All right. Let's make it sure. All right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Actually, actually, you know what? You're 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 right. Excuse me. P- perhaps there's a follow up. Uh, Al, proceed. I, I apologize. I no, no, no. Yeah. I want to hear what you're saying. No, no. <laughs> okay. So, because if what I think, once again, I, Jenny, Jenny's not wrong. I was kind of getting ahead of, of of you. He he can see things before they happen. It's a, it's a Jedi trait. Um, <laughs> I um, what I think you're getting at is is you're like you know why why are they not doing more even within the books? Mm. My thought process is because I think star Wars is playing the long haul. I, I, I really do. Um, and I don't, I don't know if it'll actually work, but my thought process is, is that they are waiting to weed the, you know, I'm going to say it, they're waiting to weed the bullshitters out. Okay. Mm. Because, what Jenny was talking about and what I have, what I have noticed since star Wars celebration, which has been, which has been really, really interesting because I have been, I have been more involved with the Twitter and Instagram communities of star Wars in the last like three weeks than I have pretty much since like maybe 2015. Cause pretty much in 2015, I was like, I don't want to be on the internet anymore. And then just kind of moved as far away as I could. And was like, I'm going to read my books in quiet and enjoy what, what is, what is being published. Okay. Um, but the thing is, is what, what has been happening because we see this, we see, uh, because we see the same thing that we saw with Kelly Marie Tran, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, even going back to Ahmed Best and, and Jake Lloyd from the prequel trilogies. Um, and honestly, people don't talk about this enough, but Hayden Christensen to an extent, um, of people, like you said, attacking these actors and these people who are, just doing what they love. We see it right now in Moses Ingram. We see it help. Oddly enough, we've seen it with even Ewan McGregor, which is weird. But when Ewan McGregor came out and said, if you are a racist or if you are making any kind of uh, prejudiced uh, uh, outburst, which is what he called them, uh, then you're not a Star Wars fan. And he's absolutely correct. Um, but the thing is, is that what I think is happening because one of my favorite Star Wars TikTokers, and he's also on YouTube, he's also on YouTube, and he's also on Twitter. It's Mesa Windu. It's Mace A H Windu. Um, one of the things that he said, one of the things he's been talking about, is that the majority of Star Wars fans are not like this. The majority of Star Wars fans are not doing that. The people that you see at Star Wars Celebration, they're not doing that. The thing is, is that people do out the, the good people do outnumber the bad. The uh, the I mean, 
I'm going to even use a quote from, from my least favorite Star Wars movie, but there are more of us, Poe. You know, you know, Lando just came out of nowhere. It's all these ships, you know. <laughs> the problem is, is that the minority is so loud and they're making the noise that Jenny made earlier constantly. <laughs> um, and so the problem is, is that they're hearing, we're hearing that so much that, like Jenny said, that if, if the executives and if the writers start to listen too much to that, then they're going to start playing it safe and or they're going to try to play it safe. And be like, you guys like this, right? And then it's not going to work. I.e., once again, Rise of Skywalker and Palpatine. Even the biggest fans of Palpatine could t- could honestly say he does not need to be in the Rise of Skywalker because he had no lead up at all. Like like mm-hmm. Denny said. So sure. what I think. So getting back to the main point, I apologize. What I think they are trying to do is slowly give us the things that that are going to be acceptable, the things that we want. And I know that might sound like that might sound like they're playing it safe. That might sound like not the best way to do it. But if you have Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi and you know people, you know the majority of people like that, give us a six-episode series, boom, we like Kenobi, okay? Next up, all right, um, everyone everyone really liked Rogue One. Like every, like, we are in the, I'm in the minority for not really liking Rogue One that much. I like it, but it wasn't enough that I really was like, okay, let's get a Cassian show. But hey, the Cassian show looks cool. I'm going to watch it. And they're bringing it out. So, okay, Cassian show. All right, cool. We like this era. Ahsoka show, kind of sticking with the Mandalorian timeline and everything. All right, cool. I have no idea what the hell Skeleton Crew is going to be about, but Jude Law, and it's around the same time. So, all right, cool, let's go. What I think is ultimately happening, though, what I think they're eventually going to do is they're going to be bringing or attempting to bring John Boyega and Oscar Isaac and Daisy Ridley, Kelly Murray Tran and all the others back in the similar way that they brought, you know, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford or um, even Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen and Obi-Wan back to the forefront for us to actually enjoy seeing them again. You know, I and I, and I, I I'm hoping that's going to be sooner, because I don't I don't want to wait 20 years to see to see what happens after Rise of Skywalker. Once again, Rise of Skywalker is my least favorite Star Wars movie, but at the same time, that's really Ray's beginning when we get right down to it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's not a finality for her. Mm-hmm. Like like you you could you could make the argument well Poe's arc is done. He's he's taken over for Leia. He'll 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 run like the the militaries of the New Republic and then kind of go off into the sunset. Okay, cool. Um, but with, and, and you know, and, and you can say, well, well, Ben Solo, Kylo Ren, whatever part you want to call him, his arc is done because he gave his life for Rey. Okay, cool. Finn, in my opinion, never even got really an arc. Finn never got much further past Force Awakens. Um, they were setting something up in The Last Jedi, and then that didn't happen. Um, Kelly Marie Tran literally got 30 seconds in The Rise of Skywalker as Rose, and then, but Ray is the most egregious because the entire movie focuses on Ray to get Ray to the point where she says, "I'm Ray Skywalker." I know a lot of people don't like hearing the words "Ray Skywalker," and I know it might seem. I'll admit, in the theater, I was like, "Okay, that's kind of you know, that's all right, that's a little on the nose." But at the same time, here's the thing: that's that's an arc. She she became so she chose who she wanted to be, and for some reason, we're not continuing forward with that at all. So, like you said, we have no idea. Is is there going to be a new Jedi Academy? Is there going to be 
Is he going to be searching for more Force users that aren't related to the Skywalker bloodline? Are if we ever going exist? to see... What do you say? If any of those if exist? If any of those exist? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, when it comes to... But when it comes to the main point of what you're asking, once again, I know I've just got on a 10-minute tirade because of this, but I think from a book standpoint... I think that, um, oh goodness, who's the head of, I can't remember his name. I know Kathleen Kennedy's the head of Lucasfilm, but there's someone, I can't remember the name of the person who's behind like all the books and comics, but that person, what I think they're waiting on is they're like, we can't do a lot with the books because all the books are canon because we're waiting to see if Daisy Ridley and Oscar Isaac and John Boyega and everyone will come back and do other things. Um, because John, because Oscar Isaac uh, recorded his episodes for Resistance, and to the best of my knowledge, has said he never wants to enter the Star Wars universe again. Yeah, I hate yeah. that, but you know, I I, I get it. Okay, um, Daisy Ridley is just recently back on Instagram for the first time in like six years. Um, yeah, yeah. Kelly Marie Tran is is back on as well. Um, and both of them have, both of them have made appearances in like the Lego Star Wars stuff. So I think they'd be willing to come back. Um, but like, that's still only two main characters. And John Boyega has said he would come back as long as Kathleen Kennedy is, is involved. He, uh, supposedly, cause he, he came out and made a lot of statements where he was like, you know, Ray and Kylo Ren were the ones who got the the interesting storylines around the Skywalker. Ray and Kylo Ren were the ones who got the arcs, which I I, I agree with him. I th I think he's. There were some comments that I think he made where I thought I was like, okay, that's a little bit too far. But for the most part, I did agree with what he was saying. Um, and apparently he had a sit down meeting with Kathleen Kennedy talking about the ideas of representation. And uh, supposedly it went well, so much so that he said he would come back as long as Kathleen Kennedy. And I think he also said as long as J.J. Abrams was involved as well, because I think he really liked working with J.J. Um, but <clears throat> but I, I, I don't know. It's, just, it's such a – it's just such an open, an open thing, and, and I, I want more of it. Like – I love everything that's happening in the Star Wars universe right now. I really do. I really like Obi. I I love Obi Wan Kenobi, um, but I just I want more. I want to see the next phase. Like I I want to see the next part of Star Wars. Well, that, that, that's that was, what I was about to say. The thing is, we're exploring things in the past, which is really cool, but we just don't know where Star Wars is now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we don't. We we have no idea. Yeah, I mean they're they're. Don't get me wrong, like they're all things that I kind of wanted to see. Like I I love what Kenobi has been about. And I love that yeah. I had no idea Kenobi was going to be about that. I don't want to spoil anything if anyone has not watched or they're waiting until all six episodes are out. Um, which I totally get because I'm dying uh every every Thursday through um through Tuesday. Um mm -hmm. but um but I I love that aspect of it. I love that idea of it. And I want to see things like that, but if I had to choose, if I had to choose the of the era that I want to know more about, it is the current era. It is is the sequel, the sequel and post sequel era. Because even even give us more things uh, that's right before the sequel era, like the 
I was thinking about this the other day where The Force Awakens really does not tell you where the New Republic is. Like, it does not give you, like, a whole lot of lead into what the New Republic is, what has happened in the last 30 years. And I know they were trying to, like, avoid, like, too much in the politics world because they were trying to – because they were like, well, people don't like that in the prequels. But, like, give us something. But but anyway, I, I apologize. I've, I've rambled for way too long. I, I, I apologize. I think I've gotten off of uh, – of the main question, but, uh, but no, they could absolutely do more books. I just think they have to, I think the main thing is they have to be careful because I think that they have plans for other things going forward. Mm. I got you. I got you. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, just a couple of details I wanted um, to point out on top of all that. Um, which was a lot once again, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Um, um, to, to go ahead and touch on the, Comics, by the way, um, because we do love uh, my Star Wars comics here at Fandom Correspondence. Um, as far as the sequel era of Star Wars comics, um, we got um, the six-issue series of The Rise of Kylo Ren. Right. We got the, I believe it was a five-issue series on Captain Phasma. Um, we got... Um, Oddly enough, even though it's really, really good, um, it just isn't the character you would think would have um, the longest running comic series out of uh, the Resistance era um, characters. But um, it's Poe Dameron, um, Poe Dameron girl, um, (laughs) with um, a 33-issue run um, on his series. Um, That includes... um, 31 issues and then two annuals. Um, And then we got the kind of like the resistance era, various collection of one shot uh, kind of character comics um, as well. Um, And then a a couple of one shots to lead into rise of Skywalker. Um, And now compare that to, you know, um, the various long stretches on Star Wars comics from basically everywhere else on the timeline, <laughs> um, essentially. Um, and there's also a, a discrepancy there as well. Um, to, really, to really drive home the fact, because I think more than anything, I think the number of the hooks surprised me the most, right? Um, to really drive that home, because I do want to emphasize it, um, is that there are seven of the Resistance Era books, again, not including the organizations of the films, because those are always going to happen. Um, there are seven um, Resistance Era books. Um, y'all, there are six books in the new canon just about Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah. Oh. Um, the yeah. <laughs> the, ent- <laughs> the entirety of the sequel trilogy era cast only has one more Star Wars novel than Grand Admiral Thrawn, who has not appeared in a Star Wars film. <laughs> now, like, I, everybody knows I... I love Grand Admiral Thrawn. I, I think he's awesome. I hope he does eventually show up in a film sometime. Uh, I, think, I think Admiral Thrawn's great. I will love some more books about him. 
um, when when a solid cast of Star Wars characters can only can only generate. I say can only generate, and that's not true. When they only have the opportunity to generate only one more book than a character who has not been seen on the live action screen can, um, that says something about the priorities of those publications. Um, to drive that home even more, um, Ray herself only has two of her own books, and they can only arguably be called her own books because one of them is divided amongst Poe and Finn. <laughs> um, yep. Wow. Um, to further drive that home, Ray does not have her own any series of comics until we get to just before Rise of Skywalker, which is only um, one series consisting of four issues. Okay. Thrawn has had six. <laughs> Again, you have this you have this tension between these characters who have shown up in the films, who have who have carried um, the narratives of the new trilogy of Star Wars on their backs, uh, getting getting less publications and less pages and less entire projects. Then again, as much as I love Grand Admiral Thrawn, in comparison to characters who haven't shown up in films, who haven't shown up even in any kind of live action project. Um, Hell, as far as visuals go, Rom's only shown up in like I think fifteen or sixteen episodes of a cartoon, um, and he has six books. Um, again, I love Thrawn; that's great, but there is a discrepancy in what Star Wars wants to put out. Um, Jacob could be right; they could be holding off and biding their time. Um, but even if that's true, I mean, is that the answer we want to give to the little girls who look up to us after they watch Rise of Skywalker and ask, hey, what happens to Ray? I mean, is the answer we want to give to them just, well, honey, you're going to have to wait 10 to 20 years before you get another <laughs> another project with Daisy Ridley? Yeah. Are you um, going to have to say we have to wait till the old Star Wars people die? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's basically Pretty it. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, it's insane. It's insane to me. I think that's um, stupid and cowardly. I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, that's just gosh, that's just wild. It's just wild. Um, again, everyone, I did my homework on this one, and the more I found, the more sad I got at the at the current state of sequel trilogy content. Um, <laughs> but. We have talked about now the sad side of the issue enough, I feel like. So I want to go ahead and end on kind of um, a brighter note. And I want to do kind of a small kind of revival of one of the projects we did um, a couple years ago um, called um, Fandom Shark Tank. And I just want to hear um, – it doesn't have to be super – um, 
high idea or super specific or detailed or anything like that. But I do want to hear out of what we know about the sequel trilogy era, out of the characters, out of the possible side stories, out of the events, what is something, just one project, um, that each of you would like to see or would create if you were given the reins to kind of direct um, the future of the sequel era um, timeline? Um, so, any, if you have one, Kind of off the top of your head or in your back pocket. I'll go ahead and start with you. Um, if you don't, then I can go first. Um, I think I can. Let me think. Um, mm-hmm. I think I would. So before, when we first did this, I wanted a Kylo Ren spinoff show, right? Which sure. I'd still be cool with. But I think now, um, I think I would really want just a immediate continuation of uh, what Ray did after that um and i'm kind of just open to anything because i know a lot of people um were wanting her to go to which i'm sure you guys are probably not into this at all but uh wanting her to explore a world between worlds and see if ben is there um and i think that'd be an interesting story but i would also like to see a grander story with her like maybe training other jedis and stuff like that so i think that's just either one of those i think would be great sure no no yeah um i like that a lot i really like i liked it when you first talked about it a while ago and to be honest i still like it a lot now the idea of a of kind of a spin-off show um for ben um or for Hilo, depending on on when it's set because um um i mean y'all i read i read the rise of kylo ren i i read those comics i read them a couple times actually um i i still i still am not a hundred percent clear on who the knights of ren are on <laughs> what yep. their whole deal is. Am I crazy, Jacob? Like, no, is that comic not, not no, super I, I, clear on what's going on with that? Because I, here, okay, so here, here's the thing. I read it too, okay? And they have shown up, um, mild spoilers for War, War of the Bounty Hunters. They have shown up dealing with Crimson Dawn in the era between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And I'm about to get to their issue where it's just focusing on them and I cannot wait for it to see what else Char- what small little like nuggets of knowledge Charles Soul gives us about these characters <laughs> who all look really really interesting and just just have this really cool design to them but for some reason we know nothing about them yeah 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 it's it's wild so I would I would love a show about Kylo Ren and him kind of um, uh, just kind of the story of him joining up with the Knights of Ren, um, their adventures before uh, we get to Force Awakens, because that's still uh, that still holds so many questions for me. Um, and then um, and then also, I mean, obviously, yeah, I want to see what happens with Rey. I want to see see where she goes, what she does. Um, I mean, your idea about her trying to go to like the world between worlds that kind of reminds me of um, an arc that happens um, in the Pebbles cartoon um, as well. So you could even use that um, as kind of a throwback example. 
um, of what's going on there. But um, no, I think that's great. I think that'd be awesome. Um, Jacob, how about you? You have um, the reins to to create a sequel era story. Um, um, so yeah, my, my pick, um, is also possibly what, whatever Ryan Johnson's trilogy is going to be. Um, I, I would, I'm hoping this is where he's going. Um, but, uh, we have to wait till he gets more of the knights out, uh, knives out films, um, out, which for the record, like I, I was telling someone else this earlier because he just announced that the next Knives Out film is coming out this holiday season, which I did not know was coming out that soon. Yeah, um, I mean, Ryan Johnson could literally just do Star Wars and Knives Out the rest the rest of his career, and he would still be one of my favorite directors um, yeah. because I I love I both those are two movies I I love The Last Jedi and I love the first Knives Out, so I'm I'm down. Let let let's keep going. Um, I obviously I do I do agree with with you and Jenny. I would love to see what happens with Ray. Um, I I think the world between worlds would be a really cool concept, actually, um, especially because you could because then you kind of get because then you could even go into like the history, like the Force itself, and like how it how the universe was even created, and even like how does the Force continue to work? Because one of the coolest parts of the Last Jedi. Um, is the discussion of the Force because it it was the first time, in my opinion, that it actually felt like we were trying to get to what the Force truly is since the Empire Strikes Back with Yoda and Luke. Um, so yeah, that concept would be really cool. Plus, you could do a bunch of like flashbacks, so like Ewan McGregor could show up again, Hayden Christensen could show up again, you know, um, Ben Solo, uh, Luke Skywalker. You could you could have all these different cameos if you wanted to just randomly. Um, which admittedly would be, oh, look at that. Look, that character's here, you know, kind of a, kind of a fan servicey moment, but let's, let's face it. Just Star Wars is fan service. Star Wars is fan service. Just, just accept it. It's fun. Keep, move, move on with your day. Um, it's sometimes fun. Sometimes. Sometimes fun. Yes. Some, sometimes, sometimes fun. fun. Yes. It is sometimes fun. Um, when done correctly, it's fun. Um, but no, the series, the series I would do. If, if they gave me the reins, and I, it's very bare bones, but I would literally have Rose Tico go around the entirety of the galaxy and attempt to end slavery as across as many planets as she possibly could. Oh, that's and, cool. And while, and while doing that, um, and while doing that, finding, uh, finding other, for, finding force sensitive children. And, you know, that way you have a, you could have a, a side story with Ray or like, or like a tie-in with, with Ray's series or movies or whatever, uh, where, you know, if someone exhibits force powers, they're like, well, what, what do we do? And then she could be like, I know someone who could help, you know? And then you, and there you go. You've got the little thing there. Um, you could even bring back John Boyega and uh, be like, oh, well, Finn has Finn is force-sensitive too. That's the kind of the, what they're leaning towards at the end of Red Skywalker. Um, and then you could be like, all right, cool. Well, now we got Finn is force-sensitive. Let's go. Um, but that concept, uh, because at the end of the last Jedi, my thought process for broom boy and everything else that was going on there with, with Canto bite, which everyone just hated entirely. Um, but, um, my concept from what I got there was that they were going to this entire aspect of 
the force is literally around all of us. You know, uh, to, to quote Yoda, luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. Um, the force is all around us, and it's in every different person. And some of them are more force sensitive and can actually be Jedi if they if they choose to go that path. That com- that compiled with slavery is bad, and we could actually be addressing it within the Star Wars universe, even though the prequels do nothing about it. Um, let's go ahead and let's have a storyline where Rose is going to free slaves, and then also be like, hey, you guys can go do what you want, or you can come join the Resistance and help us take down the First Order. Which is what the scene with Lando in Rise of Skywalker should have been. Is Rose and like and like Poe or Finn go off and they are gathering up all their troops from all across the galaxy to come together to take down the First Order. Which it is what that scene is, but we don't there's not a whole lot of build up to it. It just kinda happens. Um But yeah, that's the concept I would go with is is different different sequel era characters taking up the fight to end slavery across the galaxy. It's a, it's a big job, and there's a lot of stories you could do with that. Like, a lot of stories you could do, you could do with that. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I do, too. I do, too. I like that a lot. Yeah. The, um, yeah, that was always, like... Um, I'm not somebody who thinks that The Last and I is a flawless film. I think it does have its problems, like almost every other film that's ever been made. Um, <laughs> however, that being said, um, I do really love The Last Jedi. And um, the visceral reaction from from quote-unquote Star Wars fans to just the audacity to show that there is socioeconomic inequality in the Star Wars universe, and that possibly that's like a social issue worth considering when there's like a war going on. Um, the visceral reaction to that simple attempt to talk about real themes and real issues within the story that we love. Um, that told me just about all I needed to know already about <laughs> what those types of fans <laughs> think about. And uh, I mean, what kind of, concerns they have when it comes to um, the stories they care about but um anyway um uh, and anybody who's listening to this i'm sure you're sitting there kind of thinking about like oh wow owl owl is really going out of his way to to hate on on star wars fans who hated the last and i and hate the new stuff coming out just like he sure sure has a heart on for for taking a crap on them, um, to which I simply say, um, stop being racist, and I might, <laughs> and, and I might give you a break. Uh, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Um, but no, I think those are excellent ideas. Um, um, the project I've always thought about for this specific era of Star Wars um, is really simply just kind of focuses on a relationship in the sequel films that tried to be really big and significant, but just didn't have the screen time uh, that was kind of required to really capitalize on it. Um, It'd basically just be kind of like a short show, like eight or nine episodes about, um, takes place between um, The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. It's just about Captain Phasma trying to track down Finn 
and Finn and Poe trying to escape and evade her with um, important information for the resistance. And it's just kind of the game of cat and mouse across the galaxy as Phasma tries to track down Finn um, um, face off with him. Um, it'd be it'd be a simple story to tell. It'd be an easy t- place to kind of hop into the timeline there. And again, it, it would give a lot more screen time to these characters who, again, they try to give them a really interesting relationship and rivalry within the films. I don't think um, either characters had the screen time, um, especially Captain Phasma, Lord, uh, didn't have the screen time uh, necessary to make that work. But, um, oh yeah, that's what I would do as kind of a first first project to kind of launch into this era. But, um, but yeah, there you have it, y'all. Um, why is there no sequel stuff? Uh, if we were in control of the sequel content, and then what would we do? It's a weird, it's a weird area of Star Wars stuff, y'all. I mean, I just, I don't understand. Despite all the controversy, despite all the divisiveness, it was so profitable for Disney <laughs> that I just don't understand why the hesitation. Um, and why the fear to do anything with it at all. But um, as we close, real quick, lightning round, I want to know, give me your best estimate, um, Jacob Bajini, give me your best estimate on when we will see the next sequel era thing. It could be film, show, whatever. Um, give me your best estimate on how long we have to wait. Uh, Jacob, we'll start with you. Um, I'm going to go 2024. 2024, um, okay. 2024, okay. Uh, okay. And I think, because I think, so there is no like official announcement of when Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron movie is if if that's still happening I, the, I haven't heard anything about that in a while um nope. <laughs> um same with ryan johnson's trilogy uh both of the both of those were supposedly going to be like the in the mid 20s um and so i'm thinking like 2024 is when we want to start doing like comics and books kind of le- and maybe even a show kind of leading up to that and then boom here's a movie from the sequel from the sequel era um so I, I'm, I'm thinking 2024 might be a might be a time where we start seeing a little bit more and like maybe I would say comics or books would be would be a starter because that's they're way cheaper to uh, to publish and and as we have discussed um, you know kind of kind of gauge fan reaction. Okay, I got you. I got you. Nice. Um, um, and Jen, I'll go with you. What's your best estimate? Um, I would say within five years. Uh, okay. I think we'll have we'll have a little something something, but I honestly mm. I don't know if it'll be a book or a movie. I can't really just because like they'll just you know um, the way Disney does things is just like I mean it's so under wraps that you know they could just mm-hmm. be like tomorrow they'll be like oh we're gonna do Adventures of Ray and you know it's just you <laughs> won't know. So I mean I, I wish that would be a thing you know but yeah, for sure. Um, so, but yeah, I I don't know. I think within five years. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Okay, yeah. Well, 
I hope it's soon because I love those characters. Um, I love those characters very much, but I don't know, man. It scares me. You fans with your rabble rousing and your as Jimmy so aptly put it. Yes. You scare me. You scare me about future projects. It's no good. You don't scare me in like a real way because I I know for a fact I could take you all. But <laughs> in an ideological way. <laughs> you scare me. Um but um everybody, thank you so much. Uh, for joining us on this episode. I know this episode was a bit more kind of stream of consciousness kind of feel to it than we usually do. But um, this was, I mean, this is a big part of Star Wars, y'all. This is, I mean, this is a third of Star Wars content as far as the timeline goes that um, is just receiving hardly any love. Um, And it's um, an era that we have a lot of positive feelings about. Um, So... So it's important to talk about the things you love, especially when they aren't getting the love that you think they deserve. Um, and and that's my message to y'all today. You, you should take the love that you deserve. Um, yeah, I don't have a follow-up to that. Um, however, <laughs> I do have that's a follow-up. I, I like it. <laughs> Thank you. I do have a follow-up, however, to the episode. Um if y'all enjoy this, if y'all enjoy the Star Wars show, there is more coming of the EU or E review. Um, we're talking about uh, later on this month the new canon Darth Vader comics. We are starting with the first two trades of Karen Gillen's run on Darth Vader. Um, um, I believe that includes issues one through 12, I want to say. Yeah. So uh, the first 12 issues of that, if you're like me, if you buy the trades, that's the first two trades. Um, Following that, we're going to be talking about some more Darth Vader stuff as the summer goes on, um, because it is the hotter than Mustafar summer. And Mm. I believe that wholeheartedly because it's really hot here in Kentucky. Um, So everybody, stay cool um, and stay kind. Um, I'm just going to echo the sentiment. um, that Obi-Wan threw out there a couple of weeks ago where, um, you know, just be kind to each other. Um, if, if you're the type of person who takes a, a fandom that is centered on hope and unity and redemption and things like that, and you take that to mean that you can shout awful racist, sexist shit at people <laughs> whose characters you don't like, um then like then maybe it's in your best interest to kind of step away from the fandom it could not actually be for you um and and if you know if you are that kind of person then it's definitely in your best interest uh, to step away from this show because stuff like this it it's not going to stop we're going to keep doing it um so 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 that's where we stand for that and we don't want you here anyways honestly yeah exactly um we don't want you here and i'm sure you don't want to hear me continue to call you a bitch even though you deserve it um so (laughs) so you make the decision you need to um but everybody thank you so much um for all of your support for all of your time um jenny and jacob thank you for joining me um on this little otis episode i came up with on a whim and everybody just keep in mind center focus of everything we've talked about that fandom is for 
everyone and it's for everyone to enjoy not to use as a vessel or vehicle for hatred um so with that i wish you an excellent excellent day and an excellent start to the summer <laughs>